are looking at the book of Isaiah chapter 6 this morning. The book of Isaiah chapter 6 from verse number 7. Isaiah 6. I start the reading from verse 7. And he made it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Then said I, Here am I, send me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's going to be the title of the message this morning. Here am I, send me. I hope that every one of us will be able to clearly, you know, say that to God this morning, that here we are, that God should send us. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Ye are the sorts of the head. But if the sorts have lost its servant, wherewith shall it be sorted? It is henceforth good for nothing but be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is my prayer that our sort will not lose its savour, will not lose its sortiness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Brethren, uh, this morning, the Lord, as he spoke to Isaiah, is also still speaking, you know, to us. He's asking us and he's asking everybody that whom shall I send and who will go for us? And it's my prayer that we will tell him that we are available to be sent of him. And if we look at that verse 8 of the scripture, you know, we will see clearly there the nature of God, that God does not force anybody. Our God does not force his will, his desire on anybody. He will ask for our consent. He will ask for our permission, you know, before he can use us. And that was why 
you know, he saw Isaiah, but he still, you know, was asking a general question that who shall we send and who will go for us? The grace to make ourselves available, you know, for him. The Lord will give us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brethren, most times, you know, as Christians, we are selfish. And why do I say we are selfish? We are selfish because we are always concerned about our needs. Only. Only about our needs. You know, each time we pray, all we want is that God, please, I need healing. All we want is that God, I need provision. All we want is that God, I want you to protect me. I want you to preserve me. I want you to preserve my family. I need a job. I need a car. I need a house. I need this. I need that. But how often are we concerned about the needs of God? We are always forgetting that God himself has a need as well. How often do we pray to him that God, what would you have me do? Where would you want me to go for you? You know, if you look at that verse 8 of Isaiah chapter you know, 6, we will see that, you know, that's I mean, the Lord was so concerned about that need of ease that time. As much as we are concerned about our needs, you no, know, as serious as we take our needs, God also has needs, you know, that so much, you know, concerns him, that so much, you know, bothers him. If you look at that verse, it will see, you know, God that was bothered, that who is going to go for us? There is a need here. Who is going to work for us? Who is going to preach? Who is going to tell, you know, the sinful word about the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, that tone, <clears throat> that voice of the Lord shows, you know, a great need, shows a great concern that who is going to go for us? We have looked left and right. There seems to be nobody you know, available. And who is going to, who shall we send? Who shall I send? And who is going to go for us? So most times we forget about the need of God. Most times we are always concerned, you know, about our needs. We are always concerned about, you know, what we are going to get from him. Brethren, the Lord also wants to get something from us. The Lord also, for all that he has even done for us in the past, he has a lot of expectations of us as well. He's expecting us that we will meet, you know, his own need as well. And what is that need of his? They are not much. It's not, it's just, just, just a need. And that is for souls to be saved. 
that is for people to come to repentance. The Lord just wants somebody that will go for him. We are not going to be the ones, you know, to convert them. We are not going to be the ones, you know, to convict them of their sins. All that the Lord wants for us is a carrier. Somebody that will just carry that message to the world. Somebody that will just convey that message to the people and say that God loves you. Somebody that will just tell, you know, people that, why don't you just repent of your sin and come to Jesus? That is all he needs from us. It's not a big job. The, the, the jobs are not so many. It is just one that we will just carry the gospel of the Lord Jesus to every nook and cranny of the world, starting from our own immediate environment. That is all that God requires of us. That is the only, you know, I mean, need that he has. That is the only expectation, you know, the greatest expectation, you know, that he has for us. And I pray that the grace that we need to make ourselves available, you know, for this need of God, the Lord will give unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. I will say in Matthew chapter 5, the Bible reminds us there that we are the salt of the world. We are the light of the world. So I will still that salt of the world. I will still giving light, you know, to people to see. The people that are in darkness, how often do we shine our light to them? I will not hide in. Praise the Lord. I will not hide in. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Ye are the light of the world, not just the light of the town where we are or where we were born. Not just the light of our place of work. Not just the light of our family. The expectation of God is that we will change our world. The expectation of God, of us, is that through, you know, the message of God in our mouths, our world will be changed for better. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on an ill cannot be hid. So many of us, and many times we often hide ourselves. Many times we don't even want people to know that we are Christians. Many times we don't even speak through what we speak, through what we hear. We try to hide. We don't want people, I don't want them to know that I am a Christian. I don't want them to know that I am identified with Christ. A city that is set on an hill should not hide himself. It should not be hiding. So we need to come out of our hiding places, brethren. We need to show the world that we are truly the light of the world and that we are a city that is set on an hill which should not hide himself. And in verse 15, it says that men do not light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all, everyone that is in the house. 
it gives light no discrimination it gives light to everybody that is in the house no age barrier it gives light to people no condemnation that oh i don't think that woman i don't think that sister can ever give his life to jesus his life is so bad our life is so bad so corrupt so sinful so worldly so unrighteous that i don't think anybody or any man or any world can change him no it is christ himself that changes life it is christ himself that transforms life it is the holy spirit that convicts people of their sin we are not the one that will do that all that god expects of us you know is just to show the people the way to be the light unto them and it says that what if the 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 the, the, the loses its savour? it no longer does what it should do and it says that what is going to happen to that kind of salt is that it will be trodden under the feet of men i pray that this will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Most times, like I have said, we are concerned, you know, about our whole needs. Meanwhile, one very important way to get our own needs met is to meet the needs of Christ. Brethren, if you want quick answers, you know, to our prayers, if we want our needs to be met speedily, if we want that healing quickly, if we want transformation quickly, all we need to do is to meet his needs. There is no way we will meet the need of Jesus and he will not meet our whole needs. The quickest way to get our needs met the quickest way to get the blessings that we dis we want from God, the blessings that we so much desire of the Lord, that we want him to give unto us, the quickest way to get them, to get those blessings, is to meet his need. There is no way we will work for him. There is no way we will be conveyors and messengers to him, messengers and conveyors of his message, that the Lord will not meet us at the point of our needs. So the greatest, I mean, the easiest way, the quickest way, I know we have many needs. I know we have many desires. I know there are quite a lot of prayer points on our list that are yet to be answered. For brethren, do we know what? Instead of us to be so bothered, about all of those needs of ours instead of us to be so much concerned about those needs of ours that are yet to be met why don't we just meet one need of his and we'll see how miraculously if we meet every single need of ours that we are so bothered that we are so concerned about a lot of problems, brethren, that we have around us today, they are as a result of our refusal. They are as a result, you know, 
of our slowness, you know, to meet the needs of God. Many of the problems that we have in our society today, they are as a result of the fact that we have refused to give our light to the world. You know, imagine a world with gross darkness. You know, imagine what will be coming out of such world, such a world. Many of the problems in our society today, we have a lot of problems, poverty, a lot of problems, social vices, terrorism everywhere, stealing, you know, everywhere, teenage pregnancies, everywhere, divorce, everywhere, you know, problems too much, I mean, too, too numerous to, 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 to count. Problems that are too numerous to mention that we have in our world today, they are as a result of the fact that we have not done our duty well as Christians. That neighbor of ours, if we have preached to him or her, probably his life will have been transformed by God. And he may not be what he is today. No, he would have become a Christian himself and we would have you know, enjoyed more peace that we are enjoying today. The terrorists of the world, if somebody has at one time or another preached to them, they could have encountered Christ through that. And probably there will not be terrorists, you know, in our society today. A thief today, an armed robber today, you know, if before now somebody has preached to him, probably he will not be an, an, an armed robber. Probably he will not be a thief. Probably he will not have been a threat to our society today. So most of the problems that we encounter ourselves in our society, most of the problems, you know, that we see all around us, most of the challenges, you know, that we have around us, you know, the politicians are not doing this, the politicians are not doing that. Probably if the politicians have been preached to by Christians around them, they will have been acting, you know, and making policies that are in consonance and in congruence with the will and the word of God. Brethren, that is why the Holy Spirit this morning is asking us to wake up. The Lord is still looking for people that he will use. The Lord is still looking for people that he will send. The Lord is still looking for people, you know, that he wants to use to transform the world. We are his, you know, he is an instrument. We are his, you know, he, 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 I mean, his tools, what he wants to use and what he uses, you know, to change the world. And that thing, that power, that instrument that he uses, you know, in us, is the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. There is power in the word of God. There is power in the gospel of Christ. It changes life. It has changed our whole life. So if it has changed our whole lives, it can change the life of others as well. What the gospel of the Lord Jesus has done in our lives, it can do it. It has the power to do it 
in the lives of people as well. We must not be selfish. We must allow others to enjoy what the Lord has done in our own lives as well. And like we are saying, if we do this, less problem will we have in our society. If we do this and we do it so well, we make ourselves available. Less problem we have in our community. Less problem we will have even within our family cycles. You know, we will not be so much bothered. We will not be so much concerned, you know, about our children. Because we know they have the Spirit of God in them. Because we at one time or another preached to them. And they have given their lives to Jesus. And the next point I have here says that start with your family. Start that, you know, message. Start it with your family. If you look at the book of John chapter 1, verses 40 and 4. The book of John chapter number 1, verses 40 and 41. The Bible says, one of the two which had John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And in verse 41, he first findeth his own brother, Simon. You know, he first finds his own brother, Simon. And he said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which has been interpreted, the Christ. He found his brother. He found his friend. You know, and he didn't mean means any work. He didn't hide his experience, the new birth experience. He said, look, I have seen Jesus. I have seen Messiah. Have we sat our children down and preached to them? Have we told our children, our wife, our husband, have we told them about Christ? That look, I find Messiah. I want you also to have an encounter with him. Let's sit them down. Our children that are here to give their lives to Jesus, you know, let's sit them down. The more we do this, you know, the earlier we do this, the more peace we will have. Let's sit our children down. That look, the reason why my life is so beautiful like this is because I have found Christ. It's because I have seen Messiah. The Bible says here, that he found his own brother, Simon, and he didn't hide his experience from him. And he said unto him, We have found Messiah, which has been interpreted Jesus. And he didn't waste any time. In verse 42, the Bible says, And he brought him to Jesus. Let's bring our children to Jesus. Our wife, let's bring them to Jesus. Our husband, let's tell them about Jesus. Our sisters, our brothers, you know, within our family. Let's start from there first. Before we go to the world, let's bring them to Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation. He stole. He found his brother. He saw his brother. And he took him. He brought him to Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. And let us be innovative about evangelism. Let's be innovative. You know, as we are innovative about our businesses, 
about our career, we come with new ways, you know, we come with new methods, new strategies, new approaches, you know, of reaching out, you know, to, to, to I mean, to, to our potential and prospective customers and all of those. Let's be innovative about preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, let's use the social media, you know, let's use uh, various devices and various means, various strategies that the Lord has given unto us. Let people see. When people go to our Facebook page, what do they see there? Do they see Christ? When people see our profile, a profile picture, when people see, you know, what we write, you know, what is in your mind, what we write on social media, what do they say? You know, let us show Christ. Let people see Christ in us. Let us be innovative about about evangelism. And the next point that I have here says that there are so many blessings that are associated with this. So many blessings associated. If you look at the book of Daniel chapter 12, the book of Daniel, if you read uh, chapter number 12, and we look at, at verse 3, Daniel chapter 12, and in verse 3, it says, They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the, brightness of the firmament, and they which turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Those, you know, that bring others to Christ, that turn many to righteousness, they don't make them worse. They don't turn them, you know, to unrighteousness. But rather from unrighteousness to righteousness, they will be shining as stars. Do we desire to shine as stars? Do we desire our lives, you know, that our lives will shine? That our lives will continue to be good, to be better, and will be the best that the Lord wants us to be. Then we must preach the gospel. We must preach the gospel. It says, they that are wise, they will shine as brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever. And if you look at the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Luke chapter 15, verse number 10. Luke chapter 15, verse 10. It says, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. And this is it. If we do something that gives the heaven joy, if we make God happy by preaching the gospel of God, do we think that God will not make us happy and joyful in return? Because the word of God says that whatever you give, you will receive. So if we do what would make God to be happy, God is joyful. God is happy about something that we have done. Do you think he will fold his arms and will not make us happy and joyful as well? Do you think he will not make us glad? He will definitely make us glad. It would definitely make us happy. So, we have many needs, but God has just a need. We give Him what He needs, and He gives us so many things that we need in return. Anna gives someone to God, and she received more than double in return. 
if we make God happy, we preach the gospel, and a sinner is converted, and there is joy in heaven, definitely there will be joy in our whole family as well. Definitely everything that represents sadness and sorrow, <clears throat> the Lord will take care of it when we make him happy. And the last point that I have here says, start today. Start reaching out. Reach out, you know, to family members. Reach out, you know, to members of your work community. Let them see Christ in you. Let them know that you are associated with Christ. And let us not forget how we started in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. The Lord does not force anybody. The Lord saw Isaiah. He said, and he still was not forcing himself on him. He said, he was still asking a general question. Who shall we send? And who is going to go for us? Who shall we send? And who is going to go for us? And the Lord is throwing the same, you know, question to you and myself this morning. That who shall we send? And who is going to go for us? Who is going to preach, you know, I mean, the gospel of Christ, you know, for us? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah replied, God. Then said Isaiah unto God, He said, I am here. Here am I. Send me. Here am I, send me. I hope and I think that is also going to be our response to God this morning. We are also going to tell God that God, I am available. Send me. Let us not forget, we meet just the need of God and He supplies thousands of our needs that we have as well. Let's make ourselves available to Him. Let's be willing. Are ready. The Bible says if we are willing and we are obedient, we will hit the good of the land. I pray the Lord will give us the enablement. The Lord will give us the ability. The Lord will make us worthy. He will touch us as he touched the leaves of Isaiah and make him holy. He will make us holy. He will give us all that we need, all that it takes, all that is required of us to in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow down our heads and begin to pray unto God? That Father, please, I am available. Please use me. I am available to carry your gospel to the uttermost part of the world. I am available to start with my family. <clears throat> I am available. Available. Let's begin to pray unto God. That Father, please, here I am. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Can we unmute ourselves and we start to pray unto God that, Father, please, I am available. Please send me. Lord, please, I am available. Send me. Can we pray unto God that, please, I'm available. Send me. Use me. In the name of Jesus. Father, please use me. Father, please send me. Father, please use me. Father, please send me. In the name of Father, please send me. Father, please use me. Use me. Use me. Send me. Send me. In the name of Jesus. Father, please use me. 
Father, please send me. Father, please use me. Father, please send me. Father, please use me. Father, please send me. Father, please use me. Father, please send me. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Brethren, I want us to pray unto God. That God will give us passion for souls that are perishing. Passion. Love. Concern. You know, the Lord was so worried and he's always worried about sinners. I will concern, I will worry the same way that the Lord is worried. We're going to pray unto God that Father give me passion for perishing souls. Passion for sinners. Let me always be moved to preach, to reach out to others, to tell others about Christ. Let's pray unto God. I will no longer be selfish. I will no longer be concerned about my own needs alone. I will be concerned about your needs as well. Father, please give me passion for perishing souls. Father, please give me passion for perishing souls. Father, please give me passion. Give me passion. Give me passion, give me passion, give me passion for perishing souls, O Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, please give me passion for perishing souls. Give me passion in the name of Jesus. Give me the grace to love what you love, O Lord. Give me the grace to hate what you hate, O Lord. Give me passion for perishing souls, O Lord. Let's pray unto God that God will give us passion for perishing souls. Passion, give me passion. Use me. I am available. I am available. I am available. Let me be used of you. Father, let me be used of you. Let me be used. Use me. Oh Lord, I am available. Oh Lord, I am available. Oh Lord, I am available. I am available to use of you. I am available. Use me. 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 Give her the grace to be your messenger in the name of Jesus. Father, please use me. I am ready to be used of you. I am ready to preach your word. Enough of selfishness in my life. I have been selfish enough. Father, please use me. I have been selfish enough, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, please, I am available. Please use me. 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 In the name of Jesus. Use my children. Use my wife in the name of Jesus. Father, please use me. In the name of Jesus. Father, please use me. In the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We are going to pray unto God that God will touch our lips. As I touched the lip of Isaiah, the Bible says the Lord took away his iniquity. We are going to pray every barrier in our lives that would not make us to be useful for him. Father, deal with it this morning. Every barrier whatsoever in my life that would not make me to be useful. Father, to you, Father, take it out of my life. Every barrier, every trace of sin, Father, in the name of Jesus, take it out of my life. Father, please take it out of my life. Take it out of my life. Take it out of my life. In the name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. In the wonder of every barrier that will not let me be useful to you in the name of Jesus. 
Father, please take it out of my life in the name of Jesus. Father, please take it out of my life in the name of Jesus. Father, please take it out of my life in the name of Jesus. Take it out of our lives. Take it out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Take it out of our lives in the name of Jesus. Take it out of our lives. That will be the best. Oh, you Lord, let's begin to appreciate God because He has answered our prayers. Let's begin to praise Him. Let's begin to thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so our righteous Father, we bless you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praises. Father, we ask that you forgive us. We have have neglected your your own need. We We have neglected the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And we are so concerned about our lives alone. We we have provoked you. Father, we pray that you show us mercy this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you touch our lips. We pray that you touch our hearts. And you give us power as we have made and promised to make ourselves available to you. Power to go forth for you. Power to go all the way to preach your word, starting with our families, starting with our children, starting with our spouses. Give unto us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that as many that we will be preaching to, as many that will be talking to about Jesus, we pray you will convince them yourselves. Amen. We will transform their lives Amen. in the name of Jesus. And our world shall be a better place to live. Our community shall be a better place to be in the name of Jesus. As we meet your need, O God, Father, we pray that all our needs, you will meet them as you have always done in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen.